Welcome to Grow Goodness with Grace. I'm Sophie. And I'm also Sophie. And today we are here to talk about the shit everybody thinks but nobody wants to say. driving driving. (laughs) and then we went to florida which was so great um but we haven't recorded since then basically because i feel like well i've been gone super busy when we got home and you were gone and i have been spiraling a little bit (laughs) so um we just really like i mentally have not been able to do it and then you've been so busy so it's kind of like i told sophie my goal is to be better at it um, that goal's probably not going to be achieved. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> this Realistic has, goals. This has to be part of, I don't, maybe like once every two weeks. Like once a month, I think space isn't too far out, but like once a week for our jobs, like I it's feel like too we much. can't. And I get very like, I don't want to do it if it's too often because I feel like I just don't have anything to talk about. And if I don't have a topic, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, she, you were always very, it's so funny, like, I'll be like, I could record every day. I would have no problem. I mean, you can do it without me if you want. No, but I'm just saying, like, if I don't have something to talk about, I'll still, like, talk. And it's so funny because you're so, like, I need a topic. And I'm Well, and I need to think about it. And I think it has to do with, like, the times right now, too. Like, cancel culture is so real. Where if you say anything wrong or, like, if something slips up, people just get mad and they just cancel you. It's so hard because it's, like, for somebody to take something out of context maybe is how I want to word it is super difficult to like there's <laughs> there's things that I probably say inappropriate to people all the time yeah and so like I feel my like point is I just always want to like think before I say things oh, because me. I don't ever want to like say something and like have yeah, it you're make somebody very, mad like, Sophie always edits these because I think like, <laughs> if I edited them I they wouldn't be edited I would just feel like it's fine and I'm always like I'll post things and I'll delete it because I'm like I don't want to make anybody mad. Yeah, do you that. do do that. I do it all the time because I'm like, if I say anything that's like relatively opinionated and like five minutes later, Loki, get out of the garbage. <laughs> what the heck? They're just giving us the worst behaviors just, right now. They're just mad I'm here because usually you don't have guests and so they probably just want all of your attention. Yeah. But yeah, like cancel culture is just so real right now and so... Anyway, that was the point behind me always. But I feel like you're so different because I feel like you're not a bad person, so you you don't say anything bad really, and like even jokingly, you don't ever say anything like inappropriate. So it's just funny to me. You're like, I need to think about it, and I'm like, I probably say way worse shit, and I'm kind of like, meh, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just everybody is very on edge this year. Always. And I don't want to say anything. It was just so tough. I feel like through COVID. Like, I think that's when people started to get, because people were trapped in their homes, and so they had a lot more time to think. Yeah. And then it got really bad, um, and I think it's really frustrating, and on that topic of social media, it's very frustrating right now. I feel frustrated being a business owner on social media, and I'm sure everybody can relate, because it's so challenging to know what to post, but you don't want to put your opinion out there because it's not appropriate for a business to put their opinion but you also don't want people to think you don't care. Yeah. 
Like, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, I got called out last year for not saying anything, like, during a lot of, you know, political things and riots and all of that stuff like that. Like, somebody, like, went out of their way <clears throat> to tell me that I was part of the problem because I didn't say anything. And I was like, and I'm like, so I, I get scrutinized if I say something and I get scrutinized if I don't say something. So it's yes. like, it's a, it's a lose-lose situation all the time. So I'm just always like afraid to say anything. I agree <laughs> with that, especially over the topics that are very, um, touchy, touchy. What is that word I'm thinking of? My mom, she's always like, I wish that I could just call in. I wish it was a live show so I could call in because <laughs> every time you're like, what's that word I'm thinking of? She's like, I know it. Like that. Oh, so that's the last, the last time we recorded. Remember I was like, what's that word? If you want to like give yourself credit. I was trying to think of shameless plug. Oh. And I couldn't think of it. And she was like, ah, I was so mad because you kept bringing it up like five times. And then I was like, I know I couldn't think of it. But um, whatever I'm thinking of, it's just like. It's just very, like, anything to do with, like, politics or, like, um, like race or, like, I'm trying to think religion, of religion, anything, is anything just... like that. It's, like, you can't give your opinion because people don't have empathy for it. That's my biggest thing, I think, out of all of this I take away is that people don't have empathy for other people. And so... Well, and I think a lot of people have, like, really gotten like far-sighted like I feel like before it was kind of like some people kind of like swam in the middle or like had like a sway to one side of things and I feel like after this year people are very one way or very the other way yes. and like there's no in between and it like you offend them no matter what you say if mm -hmm. that makes sense like I feel like it's their way or the highway if you're way right or way left. If you want to even talk about it in a political term. But, like, that's – if it's not what they agree with, it's um, – people really dog you for it. And that's why I'm still – I always say this, but I'm so obsessed with Dak Shepard because I, like, know his political stance. I know exactly everything he believes in. But, like, he's a podcast host, and he is, like, the most incredible host because he will have somebody – so he's, like – basic I wouldn't say he's like far left but he's pretty left as far as a lot of his beliefs but he'll have people on there who are right and he is so good at like interviewing them and like trying to see like trying he's like I will always try to understand where somebody is coming from and I will agree to a certain extent but like I will hold true to my beliefs right. and he always displays such a great um like he is very empathetic towards people yeah and, and he I feel respects like their opinion and like that is so rare it's, I feel like it's needs to be more because I have, I obviously like both of us, we work in like the, well, I work more in like the art industry, but you do like massage yoga. So you we both work, <laughs> we, I think we swim in the same pool with that so, one. So like I, we come across a lot of people with very, very, very strong views one way, but I also grew up in a very small town with people that have very, very, very strong views the other way. And they're both my friends. And I right. love them both the same. <laughs> and I feel like it doesn't, I'm like, I think we have such, we have so much more common ground than we realize. And if we're talking about like more high profile um, concerns, I guess, like people are usually right or left on those. But when it comes to like the everyday life, people are more common ground. And I think like it would be good if we could respect and 
like see that versus just thinking it's one way or the other. So that's why I've been so annoyed with social media because it's like you don't know what to say and then you say something and then you are afraid to offend people when it's like I'm not afraid to offend people by like my opinions about everyday life but I will never ever ever talk about stuff that actually matters right yeah I'm like I I'll don't like post want... it and like a minute later I'll just delete it right <laughs> it's like you don't want to offend people but you also it just it's not worth it honestly no. it's not worth it it's better to just be kind and be friends than not right. <laughs> and like does it really matter like I don't know and I've seen a lot of people not associate themselves with other people after this year just Which because is so of that. Dumb. Like I think like if I have a, a certain type of friend who fits a certain profile of like even we'll just say because obviously it's kind of more politics because of the inauguration or the elections and stuff but like I definitely will be like this is how this person was raised this is the trials they went through this is why they've chosen this stance on this political matter and like I respect that because that's that like understanding how they got there I think a lot of people don't look into it like that it's like there's so much more that goes into a human being that that why they make the decisions they do so like I always kind of go back to like oh it makes sense because this was you know their backstory and this is what happened to them and this is why they care about this topic and so like people are so quick to just like call them idiots or call them dumb like on either it's so frustrating because it's like I totally respect that. Do I agree? No, because I had a different circumstance. But, like, I honor the experience that person went through. And if that's, you know, what they want to fight for, then yeah. And it's so like, be it. Like, another thing is, like, if you think that about somebody, it's like, they probably think the exact same thing about you. Right. So, like, who's right? Nobody. Right. And it's so good <laughs> to be different, too, because, like again it's it's touchy because it's right versus wrong in people's heads most of the time but it's good also to be different and carry different opinions because we need challenge in our lives too like a lot of that is one thing I'll say a lot of people don't like to be challenged Mm -hmm. they they are set in their ways and their goals and where they're at and if somebody comes to challenge them especially in like our younger generation people are very offended and I think challenge is so good because it makes you so much stronger so I think there's a, much more we could go on that, but that's yeah. actually not even we don't, a topic today. No, I don't know how we got on that. Am I going to delete it? Maybe. I don't know. But um, No, I yeah. think it's good. We didn't say anything offensive. So, actual topic. Well, I wanted to talk today because I wanted to talk a little bit about brain health, and then we're going to switch gears to something that Sophie did on social media that I think is super funny. Which one? Um, the wedding stuff. Oh. I just want to talk about that. So I'm like, what are we doing again? Um, I so I, because the last time we talked, I talked about, we like went through our symptoms with mental health and it was so funny because I feel like for six to eight months I was, it's not funny actually, it's terrible, but like it was just coincidental because for like six to eight months I was like telling my doctor, I'm like, I feel like my medication's not working super well. Like I always kind of felt like I was on the verge of like spiraling again. And then when we got home from Florida, it happened um, very intensely. So I'm finally kind of back up, I guess. Like, I'm not... I feel like you're doing better now. Much better. I feel like it's easier to talk to you right now. Yeah. Like, for a while, I was like, um, (laughs) I don't know what to say. I'll just be here. (laughs) Like, I think that was, like, for probably two weeks. Yeah. 
Like, I was crying. Well, I was gone, too, and I felt so bad because I wasn't here. Oh, no. It's... Usually, I was just sleeping, honestly. <laughs> like, I was just trying to figure out what to do, and I was like, I don't really know what to do, and the only time I feel better is when I'm sleeping, so I'm just going to sleep. Um, and I was just trying to, like, give myself that space to heal. It's so uncomfortable because I felt so uncomfortable in my own skin, and I was, like, having really terrible symptoms. Basically, everything we talked about last time with, like, um, apparently it has a, a term that my psychiatrist used, um, depersonalization when you feel like you're in a dream. So that was like the worst I probably ever felt it. And then I had, um, what did I just say before that? Well, definitely memory issues. <laughs> We're talking about that. <laughs> um, which I've been, so I've been really into what I wanted to steer this topic towards is I've been really into like the brain health of it because I think before it was like mental health and mental illness so it's to me I feel like like mental health people think it's like conscious like you can control it right where if you have brain health it's more like subconscious and I think mental health is subconscious just like brain health but I think the different terms like mean things to different people and so I even think with mental illness it's just like it's more shameful and it's hard to reach out for help and we quite honestly like we have resources and I need to be grateful for them but they could be so much better they really could be so much better, especially being, like, a patient of everything. I'm just, like, the way that this functions is not right, especially for somebody who's struggling so bad. It shouldn't be, like, where you have to wait six weeks to get into a psychiatrist. Right, and it should be immediate. Immediate, which I was super, super lucky. I got in on a cancellation list, so I was able to see him basically within, like, the first week of feeling terrible. But, like, if I wasn't able to get in with him, I would have had to wait six weeks. The first appointment was in March. And I'm like, what do you do? And if you feel, like, so terrible, a lot of the times they want to, like, admit you to the hospital because then they can get you, like, the help you need because there's nobody, there's no one to reach out to in that kind of time, which I understand that because I understand it's, like, a very critical point where, like, you feel like you're not going to survive. So I understand all of that, like, if you do have to be admitted. But also I'm like, there should be better resources out there for people so i've been really researching like there should almost be like a walk-in mental health clinic right like, like i mean you can go to a walk-in clinic and get tested for a uti you can go to planned parenthood and get tested for any sort of std or pregnancy or get any help that way why can't you for mental health and i feel like with mental health i know this is really taking a side turn but like, if there is a clinic like that, like, the other thing that super bugs me about, like, mental health is, like, people who are in it are very sensitive to their environment. Like, I 100% believe that. So, like, when you're going into a clinic and it's really busy and it's super bright and it's, like, oh, bright. telehealth and you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's not, like, calming. Like, if there's a mental health clinic, I so believe, like, it should be calming when you should you be met in. with tea and rose water right. <laughs> more so that for yeah. sure because at that point you're really struggling you're so sensitive to the environment and your like your brain can trick you into so many different things and if you are met that way versus like a way into a clinic I feel like your mind over matter will like come into play and your mind will be like okay this is a safe space I can talk about how I'm feeling I will get the help I need or like all these different people that I've met with it's so difficult because it's like not like that at all 
and you don't feel safe and then you get triggered a lot because you have to talk about all your stuff and you don't even know if it's going to help. And so that's like something that's super frustrating to me. But where was I going with that? Because I have something so important to say. What was I talking about before the environment? Oh, no, I don't know. Depersonalization. Oh, when we, the walk-in, I think. I think I was just basically talking about how I thought it was so frustrating that they don't have something like that. And so I started to research since I've felt a little bit better. Something I like to do is research a lot. And so I found this book called End Mental Illness. Um, One of my clients recommended it to me. And it talks all about brain health. So he doesn't call it mental illness. He's a doctor and he doesn't call it mental illness. He calls it like brain health. And they have a clinic and it's naturally not here. Like they have them in like really big cities. So like Washington and um, New York and uh, I can't remember where the other one is, but there's like five locations, but I think you can do services online. And it's just what I imagine a mental health clinic should be. And so it's like they do like, a brain spec scan which is like kind of I know it's different than an MRI I'm not gonna be able to tell you what it is but you can kind of see like where your brain's functioning maybe where you need help and then they have all of like the is it like the things they they stick to your your head yeah so they I don't like electrodes that's different that's the neurofeedback therapy but like the brain spec I think it's kind of like a it's it's similar in my opinion I didn't like look at the pictures but like from the book my understanding is it's similar to like getting a brain scan like they just scan your brain to make sure where they know it's at and then they offer therapy so they offer their neurofeedback therapy they offer EMDR therapy they offer the hyperbaric chamber like all these things that are really proven to help people with mental health instead of just being like okay here's a pill meet me in six weeks let me know how you are it's like okay, let's work through this, like, and then they have proven studies for everything, like, this really helps people with panic, this really helps people with trauma, this really helps people with depression, like, and then they give you supplements, I mean, they don't make you, but they're like, if you take the supplement, this is what the research has shown it's able to do, so your body is more dependent on itself, versus, like, a medication, which some people do really need medication, and I'm not talking down on it, like, I take two different medications, but also, like, But doctors are so quick to just hand them out yeah. and get rid of you. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you guys because we were talking about the walk-in. This is really sad. And I can't even really tell you who it is, um, but Tyler told me this story. And I can't remember if it's like a relative of his or if it was a friend or something. But basically somebody who I would consider to be in a similar type of situation that I was in. Like, I have really good support, so I I was okay like I didn't feel like I wanted to die I felt like I was going to die but I didn't feel like I wanted to die which I know is very different um but like you obviously I feel like when you feel there's no hope and you feel like you're going crazy like it makes a lot of sense when people start to have suicidal thoughts and so in this book I was reading um the end mental illness they said that we need to start looking at suicide as a consequence of mental health or mental illness versus like a choice right which I really liked and so this guy went into the doctor Tyler was telling me and it was like basically was like felt he's like I feel like terrible and I don't know what to do and basically I think they were like and I think he said like he was suicidal mm-hmm. and I think they gave him medications or something like that and basically were like hey six weeks come back and he literally like drove into a field and shot himself and I feel like it's it's so interesting because before I could never relate to that and I'm like 
I just can't imagine being where I was at two weeks ago and like not having the support system I had because I can definitely understand why somebody would take that action because of how hopeless you feel in that moment. And I was like, that's so, it's so awful that there's not better resources. And then in this whole book, that's like Dr. I think it's like Amon or Amen, but he talks about is like, there's not, he's like, we've really failed in the mental health industry that there's not a place where people can go and feel safe and have the resources they need. And just the whole approach I think is really backwards. And so that's where I've been doing all that research with brain health. And and it's almost like if you go to like a, uh, facility where you get admitted, you know, like Prairie or whatever, people almost like just say, well, she's crazy. Right. It's like, no, you're not crazy. People automatically assume if you are to get admitted into the hospital or any sort of facility for mental illness that you are crazy. And that's really, it's such a sad thing because... You don't realize how many people yeah. actually struggle with it and you just don't know. And that's something my therapist said that to me because I was really angry like two weeks ago and I was like, I feel like I'm the only person who deals with this and it's not fair and I just want to be normal. And then she said that she's like, you don't know because people don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only time, like if it gets really bad, really, really bad, there is like attempted suicide or, you know, stuff like that. That's when you start to hear about people's problems. But how many times are we like, I would never have known they were struggling because right. people don't talk about it. Right. So I wanted to talk a little bit today about that, but I'm going to hand you the microphone because I want to grab my computer because I had a... Oh, I'm so sore. <laughs> Works out one day, <laughs> <Yeah>. two days. <laughs> um, to be fair, I did uh, boxing. And oh, I was like, yeah, that would be hard. I was like, I didn't... Like, I, it's really good cardio. Like, it's super good for me. There's so many good parts about it, but I'm not strong in my upper body. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is so hard. I've been lifting a lot more arms lately because I, you know, like, girls, they like to do legs, okay? Let's just be honest. We love doing leg workouts. So lately, like, my 2021 goal is to do more, like, arm stuff because I feel like I'm very weak up there. And finally, I feel like I'm actually feeling results not necessarily seeing them but I feel like doing my like planks and my like low planks are getting easier or better I should say because I feel like when I used to do them like I can I cannot imagine what I probably looked like doing them like two years ago like it probably was like the saggiest saddest thing ever well it's like everybody that comes to class until you get it it takes a long time and I can tell you a hundred times but until you get it it's just going to take a while. Well, and it's still hard for me, but I feel like it's better. And I feel like that's how I that's how I gauge if I'm actually getting stronger is if I can do a low plank better. Because <laughs> it's like the hardest arm It's exercise. so hard. And it's, it's the so first one is hard. the worst. Yeah. Like the first one, I feel like I'm like, there's no muscle. <laughs> I sometimes will start on my knees and then I'll work up to it. But I do feel like it's so challenging. But I train myself by doing a lot of push-ups in a low plank like when and I see Laura I know she's so like strong. Laura if you do listen to these <laughs> you suck you're so strong <laughs> you have great form I was just watching her last night because she's in my power series and sometimes like it's difficult if I'm doing the counting and people are off and so I can't look at people usually because I'll have to like 
they'll throw me off the beat of right. the music. But every time I look at Lori, if I get really off and need to sink, I'll look back at her and she's perfect floor, just doing her thing in the corner. And I'm like, you're so good. Okay. Anyway, so I put together this thing. Um, it's for like a hormone health course that I teach. So it's a little bit directed towards that, but it's just talking about the impacts of stress on the brain. And then there's just like a little like brain health thing at the end of it. I'm probably not going to go into all of this, but it's just the impacts of stress on the brain, um, which you guys have probably heard before, like if you've taken any anatomy, but um, oh, that's not supposed to say automatic. Good thing I looked at this. It's supposed to say, mm, now I'm going to get confused on what I'm trying to say. Just go. Autonomic. That's what it was oh. supposed to say. Nervous system, um, which is your fight, flight, or freeze response. And... When you're in that, you're not, basically your body is like more of like your primitive brain. And so it's very instinctual, like your digestion is going to be poor and you're not going to have good memory and you're not going to be able to have like a higher thinking level because your body is just trying to survive. Yeah. Like the primitive state, like back in caveman days is kind of what I think. It's like animals. Right. Yeah. So, like, again, memory, um, you just focus on, like, the risks and dangers of everything. So you can't really, like, hold memory very well. So a lot of the times when people are, like, very stressed out, they'll say, and I've talked to you about this a little bit before, too, because I'm, like, you, you'll be, like, I can't remember this or whatever. And I always think it's because you're so busy, and that's why you have a hard time remembering things. Yeah, I told um, you I was afraid I was getting Alzheimer's. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what it was. I was, and like, terrified because like, I'm, like, there's so many people in my family, like, on my mom's side of the family that have, I think, I think, that have had Alzheimer's. So every time I forget something, I remember one time I lost, like, $100. Like, I got $100, and I asked Logan where it was, and first I blamed it on him and thought that he took it from me, and he's like, I don't have it. And I was like... <laughs> how do I just lose a hundred dollar bill? And I like literally started panicking and crying because I thought I was getting Alzheimer's. It's so true though. Like that's, that's a really fair fear for people to have because you don't know why you can't remember things and you're so young. And so a lot of people, that's like in turn why I think people struggle, you know, you start to get really busy and you're stressed and then you start to panic because you can't remember anything. And you're like, why is my brain doing this? Um, okay. And so it affects, I'm not going to really get into this, but I'm just going to say like the three different parts of it. So it affects your limbic system, um, your amygdala and your hippocampus, which really doesn't matter too much, like the anatomy of it, but the limbic system is like the part of the brain that processes like making sense of incoming information. So if that's impacted, obviously you can see that's an issue. And then your amygdala's emotions and the hippocampus is new memories. And so the highest number of cortisol receptors are on these different structures of your anatomy. And so that's why they're most impacted because of the stress. Um, okay. And then I kind of wanted to talk about, basically you're just really hyper reactive to everything because you're always thinking something's danger because of like the fight or flight in your brain and your cortisol is there's like different things that can happen to you, but your cortisol stays high, but your body doesn't like recognize it anymore. And so it's kind of like insulin resistance, I think, but with cortisol. So you can have issues with that, increased infection, depression and anxiety, um, impaired learning or memory. So it's really hard to like learn anything because you can't remember anything and you can't like intake new information and then brain fog, which I think a lot of people deal with. But the best 
part about it that I love that I get more into the brain health now is that we have neuroplasticity so you can like your brain can like change the structure of it the more you work on the brain much Mm -hmm. like your body like Mm -hmm. if you're gonna work out like you can do the same things for your brain so when I was reading this book about brain health this guy like talked about like eight different things to like keep in mind when you're talking about brain health so his first one is like brain health versus mental illness so even being able to like restructure the terminology of it and just calling it something different can make he says even doing that like with a lot of his patients like he gets a lot less like shameful feelings and they actually want to do things to help their brain because they understand it's like an actual organ of the right, body right. versus like something you can control. imagination right <laughs> yes very much so um number two he says your brain is involved in everything you do so that's why you need to make sure it works right um, number three is when your brain works right, you work right, which is just very self-explanatory. Self-explanatory. Number four is your brain is the most complicated organ. And that kind of ties into number five. Your brain has needs that must be met in order to function. So it's so interesting because we don't talk about it like that a lot, especially with mental health. I feel like it's very much like, like it's, again, imagination it's in your mind it's made up versus like if you had something wrong with your heart you would get a scan you would do all these things to fix it so we should treat our brain as such number six he talks about how the brain is soft it was so funny he actually talked about it as the same texture as tofu which we were talking about because we cannot figure out how to cook it (laughs) um but that's what they say like our brain is actually really soft and squishy so it really impacts us if we have any sort of like head trauma so, like, just to keep that in. Concussions. Yes. I'm really, like, I will not let Bo play football. I 100% won't because I know way too much about the brain. To... But do you remember the time that he fell and hit his head on your table <laughs> and Logan looked away? I know. Logan's exact instinct was to look away, not to, to help To him. put his hands over his face <laughs> And look away. And basically, like, if he could have screamed, he would have, but looked the other way. And poor Bo. I know. I'm like, Bo is going to have a... After reading this book, I'm like, I should bring Bo in for, like, a consult. That man. But as kids, it's different because, like, you're... I feel like your brain is just, like... St- like, everything's just different when you're a kid. Like, everything's regenerating and growing and blah, developing. blah, blah, and developing. And when you're older, it's just, like, there. degenerating, <laughs> if anything. Um, and then seven and eight kind of turn, like go in with each other too. But num- number seven is there's lots of things you can do to hurt your brain. But number eight is there's lots of things you can do to help your brain. And so just like knowing that, and like I said, there's not, you really have to do research. Like if you want to focus to heal yourself and you're ready for it, it's much like a fitness journey. Like I feel like there's tons of research you have to do for it. And even to know like what hurts and helps your brain and you have to like really put in the effort to find the right therapist that you need or even the right practitioners you need. So it's a long journey, but I, I strongly suggest if you have any of those, um, like, I don't even want to say issues. It's a really bad thing to say. Cause I'm like, it's not issues, but it's like, if you have any of those symptoms or anything like that to continue to do that, cause I feel like you have to be an advocate for yourself, which sucks because I do wish there was more resources for it. And now I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I should open a mental health. I know. I was literally (laughs) thinking that when we were talking about it. I was like, hmm, maybe that could be our next big thing. I know. I was like, (laughs) because I was telling my therapist, 
sorry to everybody who listens and does yoga, but I was like, it's definitely, we talked about this before, especially with your photography, how you don't see it as to be like your forever job. Right. And I feel like that's with everybody. Like the older I get, the more I realize that most people do not keep the same job their entire life. Right. Like when you're a kid, you just think, oh, my mom works here. They Well, <laughs> my mom has worked at the same job since I was a little kid. But like, and I feel like normal, well, okay. Sorry, mom. You are normal. But, like, other people, like... We know she <laughs> But I feel like there's a lot of people that they just... They switch jobs. Like, it's just... It's not... Not normal. My parents you know? didn't either switch, but, like, I was... It's so funny, because now that I'm older, my dad, I know how much he hates his job. I'm like, why the hell didn't you switch your job? <laughs> it's like a good like, pension. <laughs> I know. That's I'm always, like... It is so interesting. I'm like, if you don't like your job, you can quit. But what I was getting with that is I was telling her because I was like, I think we can both relate to like we have very high stress jobs and not the fact that it's um, like the actual work itself is high stress, but just owning the business and doing all the extra work with it. So I was like, I love the yoga, but like it's definitely not going to be forever, maybe five years, maybe 10, like max. I, I can't imagine doing it for longer than that. So in my head, I'm like, maybe after yoga and after your, or after your photography, then we can do a mental health clinic. And the other day, Claire texted me and she was like, can I hang out with you and you can teach me how to own my own business? Maybe she could just join in. I us know. We could just. She just texted me before we started and goes, um, could I be a guest star on the show? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I really want to own my own business. And I was like, but what are you going to do? She would be so good at it. I always wanted her to. So Claire's my sister, if anybody doesn't know. And I'm like a dog here in my mouth. Like, I'm picking a scab off my face. <laughs> the last time Bo was at Sophie's, he had a dog here in his mouth. And he tried <laughs> so hard to get it out and he gaked and stuff. And, and he threw, threw up. up. Blue Powerade. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It stung. Anyways, um... She's an architectural drafter, and and something like that, I do think you could be, like, what do they call it, like, a consultant or something, like, I think. Oh, like an independent contractor. Yeah, like, something like that, like, I know it's not exactly what it is, but I know she could do something on her own, but I always really wanted her to work with Amanda Lorenz. She could have totally had a job, like, with Henry Interiors. Amanda is from Breckenridge, but she has a very, very cool company. We've talked about her before. Oh, we have? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I really, like, she's our, like, very close family friend growing up. Like, our, my parents are really good friends with her parents. And so, well, and I Claire was always, and her sister and Claire are best and, friends. Yeah, Amanda's sister are best friends. I'm like, it would have been such a good place for you. But I don't think, like, she would be able to, she would not like to live in the cities. <laughs> so, but I was like, I do think she could do something on her own. She's definitely smart enough. You have so many messages. I know. Right, right now, Sophie has... Oh, those, I've actually opened them, but I opened them on my phone, and then for some reason they don't go on my computer and oh. say that I've opened them. I was like, it's just like, like, I have to, like, messages. separately, like, delete them off of here than I do off Isn't my phone. Isn't that so, it's annoying. so annoying? I just have a thing on here, on my computer, that says delete after 30 days, because I'm so sick of going on there and seeing I messages do that. from, like, a year ago. Yeah. Because I don't ever touch, I don't usually use my messenger on my computer, but that's anyway. the point. Anyways. <laughs> Back to that, and so Claire could totally do something on her own. She'd yeah. be very good at it too, so she could join us. I would love to do that. Claire just, could just cry. <laughs> could you imagine being met by the door or met at the door if you were walking into a walk-in mental health clinic that's like a safe space, and like you walked in and saw Claire? It's Claire, and she's like, Claire "Hey!" <laughs> and then crying. And then she, you would tell her how you felt, and she would just <gasps> cry. She would cry. 
She's like, so how are you today? And you tell her and she'd just cry for you. <laughs> she would be, because she's like such an empathetic human being that she would really like, I feel like she would just feel what you're going through and like so strongly be an advocate <laughs> like, of like. The time she was like, I'm just so happy you and Sophie are friends. <laughs> and she starts crying. <laughs> so we were, at, I think it was Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, we were at Christmas and she was like talking about mine and Sophie's friendship. This was right before we were leaving for Florida, and I was kind of telling her about Florida or whatever, and she was like, you're just so lucky you have a friendship like you and Sophie. I'm so happy for your guys' friendship, and she starts crying, and I'm like, what is happening right now? That same, I think it was that same night or a few nights after we were in my parents' garage, and she was... Um, they were playing music, and I think my dad turned on country music, and she just cried. She's like, all country music is just so sad and emotional. I'm like, you're so weird. I love Claire. I know, I love Claire. She's a very empathetic human being, so I'm like, it would be perfect. She could help. The thing about it is, like, I do think there's resources for people in the mental health field, but there's not a safe place to go and find those resources. So right, like, like that's it's so, what I'm looking for. Like, it's almost so sterile. Yes. Like, like when you have, like, a like a mental health issue that you want to be taken care of like I feel like you don't want to go to like a doctor sterile white environment no it's like lab lab coats bright sterile smells like smells like alcohol like from cleaning like I just feel like it's like you're like let me take your blood pressure how are you feeling? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, very, like, direct. I have to ask you these questions because the doctor needs to know, and you're with the nurse, and it's it's a very tough environment. Like, I feel like if, if I'm going through something, I want somebody to, like, scratch my head and tell me I'm, I'm okay. Right. <laughs> like, I just envision walking into, like, like, a space similar to mine that's very, like, not, I don't have bright lights. Right. I very purposefully... People ask me a lot. I don't turn my bright lights on. Every time people walk in, I get comments like, it's so dark in here. And I'm like, it's just lit naturally. Like, I'm very reliant on the natural light. And I'm like, I just envision walking into a natural lit or like a dim lit room with like soft music and like, very, like, do you want something to drink? Do you want water? Let me like get a counselor with you right away. Like somewhere you can go that will like, it's a safe space that people feel like. Do you want a bagel? Off. Yeah. Do you want a bagel? We have bagels. <laughs> something like that. I'm like such an advocate. And now I'm like, oh, I need to not dream about yeah, that. Yeah. You need right to now. slow down. I like, can't do that right now. No, not a good time for me, but, um, maybe five years, five year plan, five year plan in five years. We're going to have to meet some doctors. I know. I'm like, in the meantime, that is my goal, though, just for personally, for myself to, like, research and find, like, the proper team that I want to work with. Then in turn, through my experience, I could probably find a lot of different individuals at a clinic like this. And they have they have people in Fargo. It's not like they don't, but it's just, like, you can't just go to a clinic and find all these people. Right. It's very tough, and you have to do it on your own. Um very transitioning into different topics now. Uh, Just the end. Well, we're almost done because we have to be done pretty soon anyway. So, uh, <laughs> um, explain so, what you did first because I think it's so. Funny. So we'll end on kind of a funny, I guess, kind of note. So I did a poll the other day, and it was Sophie very much works. Her whole job is in the wedding industry. FBI, yeah, and I so that. I did a poll, and it was like. Tell me some, like, unpopular opinions or something, like, unique that you did for your wedding. And some of them were just, like, 
jabs at other people (laughs) but like funny at the same time um I think the like one of the funniest ones was like well not funniest but um like the ones that are like Parents need to stop thinking they need to invite every single one of their eighth cousins and their coworkers. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, most of them were like, why do people think they need, like, 600-person weddings and their parents can invite everybody? Or can koozies need to be phased out? Like, things like that where it's just, it's, like, funny, but it's also like, are we going to do that? Probably not. I don't know. I think the wedding industry <laughs> is so interesting that, like, if you do your wedding a specific way, like... I feel I feel like you have to do your wedding a specific way and if you don't do what is done in the traditional wedding sense you're looked at as doing like a like an alternative or weird wedding right right but it's like so different nowadays like a lot of people said like get rid of garters and I was like yes like the garter (laughs) dance just just think of that like imagine that your grandparents are watching and your husband is up your dress how freaking weird is that? I think it's the weirdest dance ever. The best story ever I have of this is my, well, I should call them like related cousins, but she's my friend, so I'm just going to call it that. But um, my friend and her husband at their wedding did the garter thing or whatever, and they must have done like a, like, I think they did, like, a musical chairs thing or something right before that. Yeah. So the grandma was sitting on the dance floor right by the bride. Like, right by the bride. And the husband's, like, upper dress getting it. And I'm like, this is, the, this is such I a I just think it's so awkward. Like, that's the one where I can wholeheartedly agree with. I'm like, I agree. I don't. I just think it's like gives me the EBGBs <laughs> when I see it, which luckily I don't have to see it normally because I'm gone by then. But when I do see it, I'm like, it's just so weird. Like you have like your whole family here and your husband is up your dress. I just, I just it's feel so like weird. We talk about how <laughs> odd it is that something so inappropriate and so weird is just acceptable. Yeah. Like why is it just like, oh, it's a wedding. So they're doing the garter dance. Like. If you were in any other setting, literally his face is by your crotch in front of your whole family. How fucked would that be? Any other setting you were in besides a wedding, which has mostly all the people you love and adore, (laughs) plus all of your mom's cousins watching. It's like, it's so weird. It's so weird. So there was that one, which I, another one I thought was kind of funny, which like, I don't necessarily agree with it. Is like bridal party dances. It's very cringy to watch. It is them. so. Cringy. I'm like, I, I do. I think they should stop doing it. Probably not. I don't know, but it is so cringy to watch. And I always feel like it's it's different. Like if the bridal party all really knows each other, but I've been in. Oh yeah, when they like don't know each. Other. They don't know each other very well. Like they're all just like part of different friend groups. Yeah. And then you have to dance with each other, and you're like, uh, my word. I hate. I hate. I hate. And I think people know I hate this, and so I'm always one of the first ones to get picked. Is when the bridal party's out on the dance. Does floor. the popcorn dance, and they have to go get somebody? Yes. <laughs> Every but I always get chosen, and I'm like, I think it's because I have this like fear in my eyes that I'm gonna get chosen, and then I try to like hide, and then I always get chosen, and then I'm always like. And it's, like, the beginning of the night, so everybody's, like, super sober and awkward. Oh, so awkward. And <laughs> usually it's, like... Just 
like, more guy friends that I'm like a small human and so I feel like they can like I will like well and parents usually get drug yes, out then too so it's like, just I'm awkward it's drug because I'm small and so it's easy and I'm like if I don't want to go they just pick me up and I'm like Ooh, I'm so <laughs> <laughs> okay let's see what are some other ones oh I don't know if there's any other necessarily like funny ones and in, in, unless I want to like really jab at people which I'm not going to because, you know. Because Sophie will delete it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but some of them that I liked and I just thought were, like, cute and unique was one of them was. What the heck? Was that a bark? I don't know what that was. I've literally never heard Loki I've never bark in heard my that. Life. He's the loudest dog ever. Bubba! Oh, does that bone make a noise? I don't think so. I don't know. Um, One of. Whoop. One of them was, um, that I just think was, like, cute, was we showcased our mother's and grandmother's wedding dresses on mannequins at the reception, which I just thought was, like, cute. Like, I think that's so cute. cute. And then another one was instead of doing, like, favors or, like, a dollar dance, we just donated our money to the Turtle Mountain Animal Rescue. I saw it. I was like, I "I love that. (laughs) Of course, you would love that. Okay, this one's kind of funny, but boutonnieres are a waste of time and always awfully placed yes i you did not do i didn't do boutonnieres because i'm a wedding photographer and i hate them because a they either get forgotten about b they put them on the wrong side or c they're like upside down during pictures and i have to fix them or they freeze in the winter or they wilt in the summertime (laughs) boutonnieres suck i'm sorry people and they're so expensive why it, it ever was a thing I don't know. They're expensive, too. They're, like, $20 a boutonniere. So if you think about getting them for your whole bridal party and parents and host couples and grandparents, that's a lot of money for a flower that's going to wilt because it's not and connected you know to anything. And take that off immediately when the ceremony is over. Literally immediately, or they hug everybody, and it gets squished. So, yeah. That is Sorry. something I can wholeheartedly agree with as well. Yeah. Um... We did a Polaroid guest book. I tried to do that, too, but everybody took theirs. I, know. I think there was some miscommunication on your Polaroid. Because I'm like, I ha- wait, did you give me Bo, you and Bo? I don't know if yeah, I Yeah, I gave it. you that. Okay. Well, I think, did Lacey take that one, that little one? It was little. Yes. That was Lacey's. She took that one. Mine were big. Oh. I yeah. don't think I took any from yours then, but um, I did. I did have that one of you and Bo hanging on my fridge. Yeah, no, I have a picture of it on my Um, another one that i thought was like so we did this too where you have like your groomsmen or your bridesmaids can be like men or women which we did that too we had logan's sister as a groomsman because we didn't care you know like we wanted really liked that like when somebody posted that i was like it's always so funny because i'm always like thinking when I plan another wedding, <laughs> I always have said that in my whole But didn't you have, life. like, Kyler as, like, a personal attendant or something? Yes. Yeah. He was so my personal attendant. But I would have had him in my wedding. Like, it's so different because weddings are so different now, and I hated my wedding. I would have way rather done any single other thing that I could have done in that <laughs> wedding than what happened. Um, and it was nobody's fault but my own because I was so young. And, yeah. like, we are stupid. But I was always like, you know, at a renewal or whatever you want to do for it. Like, I just have all of these plans. I've said it basically ever since the day I got married, like, what I would do over right. again. And I'm right. like, that is something I I love. I loved, loved that so much. 
but I something that I thought would be so cute and this is just like a different thing um that you guys did not do at your wedding but I always thought it would be so cute is that um like to have Kayla have the same color dress oh like as, as the, the as the groomsmen I mean yeah it, it's totally fine like everything was cute anyways but I was like that would be so cute to just have like the the colors right too yeah like if she had like if they wore tuxes which they didn't so it was like I couldn't do that anyway right right but exactly. she would have had to have like a white on top dress and like brown on bottom <laughs> could have just had like it looks a, so a brown awkward skirt and a white shirt and then the other one was like no bridal party instead inviting friends to just like sit with them which I had a wedding the summer where they didn't have a bridal party which I think bridal parties are fun I had one and is it because of COVID they didn't no they just decided they were like we're just not gonna like make people like buy dresses and like buy hair and makeup and like they can just be like they can wear whatever they want they can come and we'll just take pictures with them and they can still sit at the table with us so that's what they did so they like still sat at their table and like ate with them and like drank with them. They just like weren't required to do anything, if that makes sense. Which is probably convenient. The, the older you get, my friends, <laughs> the more you appreciate that. So they still took pictures and everything like that. She's like, "These are my best friends. I want to take pictures with them." They just like didn't have a job, so yeah, they still even did a speech. I really like that too. I yeah. really like. I mean, all of these. It just is dependent on your friend group and what you want to do. But I also really appreciate that. Yeah, like you do whatever you want. If you want to do different things, do it. If you want to do traditional things, I just love do how it. it's like more accepted. Like when yeah. I got married, like absolutely not. You like, had to have like the big Catholic <laughs> wedding with this many of this and this many of this. And you guys know my anxiety. <laughs> so I was on anxiety medicine, which I forgot you're not supposed to drink with because I wasn't really <laughs> drinking. Like I don't drink a lot. And I got so shit faced because I drank because I was so stressed that I drank so much on the bus. Plus I had my anxiety meds and I was like, it was just the worst. It was the worst. <laughs> and I'm like, there's it's so different because, like, in my opinion, whatever you choose, it should be, like, very reflective of you and your spouse. Right. And, like, how you want to display your love to people and, like, anything like that. Like, your personalities, whatever you're doing, as long as, like, the most and highest priority is, like, the ceremony of your wedding and, like, right. your vows and whatever. And I feel like when I was getting married, it could not have been anything further from it. that's just... <laughs> honestly they don't like at churches you don't get to write your own vows and it's all about like other people coming to the wedding and the reception and the big party and it's like that's to me not what it's about at all like, yeah I think they, if you can't be there with just you and your spouse then you probably shouldn't be getting married right and I, it's different for everybody like some people the wedding means just them or five people and some people a wedding means 500 people it just right. depends on what you want and what you like but yeah like you said like I it's just so much more accepted to do other things now and like do smaller ones like so many people had commented on there saying like smaller weddings should be like accepted more and I'm like yeah like and if you want a lot of people great but like not a lot of people do like but like don't get mad if your kid wants like me (laughs) I was like forced to invite over 300 people like I had 350 people can you imagine I was tortured (laughs) tortured and I was like and I love people I love everybody and I love all those people who came but I just I can't do that like in my mind I can't it's not a thing I can do and honestly if you get invited to a wedding and you're like way down the line like in the relative or friend group like you probably hadn't talked to them in a year or two don't you ever kind of think like why am I invited to this (laughs) 
headaches, right? Like, is this supposed to go to me? Right, yeah. But I feel like people feel bad they don't invite you, and they don't want you to think they don't care about you. And right. that's another thing I feel like. If you're not invited to a wedding, like, you should never take it personally. Right. Ever. No. It's unless, just a wedding. Unless you're best friends. I mean. I mean, if you didn't invite me to yours now, <laughs> I'd be mad. But Right. <laughs> Situational. But if you're long turned down the line, we are acquaintances and what, like, there's, like, people get so offended by that. And I'm like, you should not get offended by that. I think that it's very difficult to plan a wedding, especially in current times. Like, I was laughing so hard. I got uninvited to, like, three weddings. <laughs> I was, like, probably on those way, way bottom list that I just got chopped off. And I'm like, yeah. that's okay. Like, that's okay. And there was, like, a couple people. I think there was, like, two couples that I had kind of, like, forgotten to invite to ours. And I had told you. I was like, I just feel so bad that I didn't invite them. And you were like... Don't take this the wrong way, but they're probably relieved. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if they're, like, typically, like, your best pals want to support you on your wedding or, like, any sort of event, I guess yeah. you could say. But, like, people who are just your friends, like, not, like, I would say, like, more like acquaintance friends. But, like, like, they're really in, enjoy them. They're in the group of people, but they, you won't just hang out with them. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, they don't probably care. No, like, they're not probably at all. like, oh, Sophie got married. I'm so happy for her. I didn't really have to be there, though. I'm glad I got to stay home. (laughs) Or even, like, some people probably just want to be invited for the meal. Let's be honest. (laughs) Just so funny. I'm high-stress wedding eater. Oh, yeah, because you don't like a lot of food, so you're always like, I wonder what they're eating. Literally, like, (laughs) every single time a plate comes out, I'm just, like, my heart drops because I am such a picky eater. And I don't like a lot of food. And so I'm always like, and so we went to. If it's steak, I'm leaving. (laughs) We went to a rehearsal dinner and um, my sister-in-law was right by me and they brought out the food and it was like, I don't even know. Okay. Like, I don't know what this meat was. It was two slabs of meat, some cooked carrots and like a very fancy, fancy. Meal. Yeah, you got like the fancy salad with Let's the weird dressing. Let's be honest, wedding meals usually aren't the best. Though. No, <laughs> no. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I looked at her, and she goes, "It's okay. We can order pizza when we get back." Oh yeah. And I was laughing so hard. I didn't even have to say anything. She just looked at my face and my eyeballs, and she's like, "It's okay. We'll order pizza." And I was like, "Thank you," because I just get so nervous, and then I'm embarrassed because it's like people are like, "Are you not hungry?" And I'm like. I don't know. Uh, you're like, well, not anymore. No, I'm actually not hungry at all. <laughs> okay, well, that's going to be my last one for now. because you I don't think... have any more funny ones? Do one more. <sighs> okay, one more funny I needed to know what was well, the ending one. It's not really funny, but it's like people need to stop doing like the cheesy dances, like the chicken dance and whatnot. Oh, and I'm like, man. I told, and I just think Let's it's so funny. I think it's so funny because I pretty much told my DJ, I was like, if you play any sort of dumb dances or country i will yell at you i think the only one i allowed was like the wop not the cardi b or Nicki minaj wop the other wop (laughs) (laughs) not the wap yeah the other wop i think there was that one and then the um so like the cha-cha slide or one of those like i only allowed those ones i was like if you play the chicken dance i will yell at you like it's not happening with wedding dances or slow dances, dances no thank general, you i'm like okay i i know we're do- we have the same music taste you can relate to this but um not a lot of people do so you might not understand what i'm saying but i don't care i'm gonna say it 
hate those beginning dances. Nobody wants to slow dance unless you're like just freshly dating or like or grandparents. Or like, grandparents. Like at the very, very beginning, if grandparents want to dance, yeah, it's good. But don't play a slow dance at eleven thirty. We're all trash. People are making out, probably trying to take their clothes off. No, we don't <laughs> want that. Caitlin Cutter. I, <laughs> I don't know if they listened to this, but I told her, I was like, that was the best thing I'd ever seen. I was like, because Dylan didn't have a shirt on, right? No, but all those Breck boys just end up not clothed. I know. What is up with that? I don't know. So Joey told me this, um, you know, the piano man. Yes. We were trying to figure out where it originated from. And Joey told me, my brother's Joey, and he went to St. John's, and it's yes. like a Johnny thing. Yeah, it's like a, like, yeah, and... So that's so, why all the Breck boys started doing it. So, like, at the end of every wedding, they play Piano Man, and all the boys take their pants off and stand in their underwear. It's the <laughs> weirdest thing ever, thing. but honestly, it's so funny. So Ariel said, <laughs> we just had this conversation after her birthday party, and she said they used to do it at Sal's at, in St. Cloud, and there was a guy who always would go out with, like, my brother and all their friends, because this is, like, a dance, like, for that bar. Like, everybody yeah. does it, like, a closing time thing. And he never wore undies, and he did it every single time. And they let him! Logan wears his special American flag underwear to every wedding. <laughs> Just in case they might make an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like they're always like, we need to stay for Piano Man. But also, I'm I'm sorry, but like country is like not easy to dance to. It's not to. my vibe we anymore. Just, every time country plays, I'm like... There's, like, two songs I like. Yeah. And so maybe... It depends on what it is, but for the most part, I was, like... It's so, like, can we no. just play some, like... I told my I told my DJ this at my wedding. I specifically remember because he was very confused. I was, like, can you just play some, like, get low music? And yeah. And he's, like, what do you mean? Like, the song? I'm, like, no! Like, like that song, but, vibe. but continue <laughs> that vibe after you play that song. Like, I'm thinking, like... Like, I want some, like, high school hip-hop right like that is yes the vibe. yeah that is the vibe. i'm like high school hip-hop for sure is should be the only thing allowed at wedding dances <laughs> nobody leaves the dance floor then no if you start playing some weird shit i'm just like i always want to go up to the dj and be like i know this job is really hard like i understand like you have all these different weddings you do it's got to be tough but like one person's out here yeah so you could just totally skip to the next song yeah like just just continue on i'm also an aspiring dj Okay, we really need to wrap this up or else it's going to be literally an hour and a half long. So. No, I think this is only an hour. Usually. It's 11.15. I have to go. Okay, well, we got to wrap it up anyway then. And I really have to pee. Oh, okay. That's fair. Um, I don't know. We'll see you next. Bye. <laughs> I freaking love you. Freaking love you.